0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Buckle up, because it's going to be <laughs> a long ride. It's going to be a wild ride. <laughs> no one cares, but we're going to tell you, anyways. This is Popcorn Chats. Alrighty, everyone. Welcome back to Popcorn Chats. I'm McKay. And I'm Katie. And today, we got something kind of different. We're going to be covering scores, soundtracks, songs, and musicals. Breaking down our top three in each of those categories. Katie came up with this idea. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Film music... I mean, if you think about it, movies would be... I think terrible and hilarious without music <laughs> mother is the exception like True. we said yeah. that one doesn't have music and it works but yeah. for the most part every movie has music and yep. it adds a ton and i think it's so subtle sometimes that you just don't realize it yeah um so yeah i just thought it would be interesting to break that down and talk about our favorite mm-hmm. movie music um yes been so long since we recorded together so i'm just I like know. happy to be back it's very exciting. in the studio of jk <laughs> the setup basement. is so janky i have duct tape on my microphone to keep it from falling i just had to climb into this chair because <coughs> it's like situated very strangely our chargers don't reach our laptops yeah humble beginnings everybody <laughs> seriously guys share this podcast with with your friends, mm-hmm. because uh, we need some upgrades in the future. For yeah, for more. we just want to say thank you so much to everybody who's supported the pod mm-hmm. so far. We love our fans. Yeah, uh, Lilas. <laughs> 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 we just gotta. Well, at, we'll set a goal. At whatever number of listens. Or when we get on Apple Podcasts, we will get Lilas tattooed. <laughs> oh my God, I'm no. Kidding. I thought you were going to say, like, we'll start selling Lilas merch. But, <laughs> girly, no, we cannot do tattoos. <laughs> All right, so starting with musicals, why don't you kick us off? Because you're the resident musical gal. Yeah, so I, like, grew up on musicals. I've been watching consuming them ever since I was a child we were in a musical together oh my god that? yeah we were <laughs> we were in Joseph in the amazing we color coat. we were children uh-huh. in Joseph that was so fun for mm-hmm. me I don't know if you had fun but I, I had like fun it. that I audition was nerve-wracking do you remember that when we were no. just like we had to sing like Close every door. oh my gosh had, yeah it was like all together like there were like four of us yeah. girlies lined up and then <laughs> four of us girlies lined up and <laughs> then they were like okay all together and then it was like one at a time oh my and it God. was like going down the line wait how did I get in that then I think everybody who auditioned got in so yeah. I was like why do you gotta do that you know like Cause why do you gotta make everybody not, like otherwise. pee themselves and I still that's one of my fun facts about myself that I'm like I know all of the colors I still remember all those colors from oh, that song that's, yeah. it's like 45 colors or something in that song yeah. It was honestly a really demanding role. <laughs> As a child. <laughs> it was. I remember being really stressed because I had to hold, like, a cow at some point. Not <gasps> a real cow, but, like, a cut-out cow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just picturing, like, eight-year-old Katie being like, hey, you got to carry this cow around on stage. Was, like, baby cow. No, but there was, like, a really intense scene where it was, like, s- be here at this part and then grab another prop and be over here. Ooh. And it was just, like, I was so stressed about, like, hitting the mark or yeah. whatever and, like, being where I was supposed to be at the right time. Um, but yeah, that was fun. Anyways <laughs> anyways, number three. <laughs> okay. I guess my third favorite musical of all time would have to be The Sound of Music, directed mm. by Robert Weiss, composed by Oscar Hammerstein the second. Oh, the second. Yeah. You're I've so much more legit if you're like the second or the third and yeah. I've never heard of that man. Mm. Or yeah, but um Julie Andrews was a huge part of my childhood. Mm-hmm. I love that woman. Mary Poppins, Clarice. yeah, Queen Clarice. Queen Clarice, what a boss! Um, I think it was probably one of my earliest introductions to musicals was *The Sound of Music*, mm-hmm. um, and there's like home videos of me like as a two-year-old just like running around singing all the songs. Mm, that's so um, cute! And it is a really beautiful story too of just like this woman who leaves the nun life. <laughs> and it still holds up it was mm-hmm. made a long time ago in 1965 but still a good movie also 1965 what the hell Julie Andrews is old yeah she's she's like in her 80s and you know what's so sad is like she doesn't have that voice anymore because mm. she had surgery on her throat oh, and I they like that. botched it <gasps> I didn't know that Yeah, oh. so she like can't sing anymore Julie, Justice for Julie Justice for Julie <laughs> <laughs> what the hell and uh, like when Lady Gaga sang, that um, she sang like uh, *Sound of Music* medley or at something. How did I miss that? I don't know, but I keep up so on Lady G. Beautiful, <laughs> and Lady Gaga like cried, and Julie Andrews <laughs> came out at the end. That's so cute. I know, and I was just like, oh, two queens. That sucks. And the songs are that, phenomenal. They made that horrible like live. Remake with Carrie Underwood or something uh, that was trash. Yeah, I'm so sorry. That does not belong with what I'm talking (laughs) about right now. I'm I'm fully talking about just the movie with Julie Andrews. Just Julie. Although I did see, I do remember like going to see the show when I was a young person with my mom. But yeah, I don't know. I love it. It's it's such a good movie. Mm -hmm. If you haven't seen it, what are you doing? Oh yeah, we should say. So when we're talking about musicals, we don't mean like broad. We're doing all like movies. Musicals, or yeah. like even if they were a Broadway musical that has been adapted into a movie, like it just has to be yeah. a film medium. So. And I think, like, the definition of a musical this isn't like a scholarly or anything, but I guess my definition would be just like the songs advance the narrative so the film. Because I remember seeing an interview with Anna Kendrick years ago, I don't know why I still remember this, but for Pitch Perfect, and I think it was Kimmel who was like, Oh, it's the highest-growth scene musical, and she was like, Actually, that's wrong. Because for it to be a musical, the characters have to be unaware that they're singing. Where, like, in Pitch Perfect, they know that they are. So, like, A Star is Born wouldn't be a musical, even though it has a lot of music in it. Struggling. (laughs) (laughs) Or, like, Pitch Perfect, but something like The Sound of Music, where they aren't aware that they're breaking into song, (laughs) is a musical. Yeah. I guess sometimes in The Sound of Music, they are, like, come on, children, let's sing a song. Yeah, and that, yeah. uh, Yeah, that's, like, a... It's still a musical. Like, when she's running through the hills, it's, like, that's a musical. Oh, my (laughs) gosh. What a, like... What a beautiful shot, Mm -hmm. by the way, that just, like, comes in on the sweeping hills of... Where are they? Austria? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's so pretty there. And then she's just the spin spinning <laughs> the oh my god spin, oh Julie my god. <laughs> we are a pro Julie podcast oh yeah here. love her okay your turn so mine I'm gonna just say right now all three of mine I'm not a huge musical person True. they're just not my favorite uh I enjoy music but I don't know it's just something about musicals I have a hard time getting into so my three are not gonna be super like scholarly type like the top of the top answers So my number three is Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again, the second one. That's my honorable mention. Is it? Okay, good. I'm like, is this going to be a really bad option? Dude, no. Mamma Mia is amazing. Okay. Uh, See, and I like like two better than one, and that's why I'm like, is it controversial that I put two? Because I've seen them both, and I like one, but I just thought two... It's a great sequel. Yeah, I thought two was really well done. I loved the past storylines, like exploring Donna's like how she got to where she was yeah. and I thought each of the songs with each of the men were really well done like yeah. how they each had their own number yeah I thought that was great but then you still had the classics of like super trooper and what was the other one dancing queen like that mm-hmm. whole sequence when they come oh, in on the yeah. boat I'm and bawling. She, it's I'm so bald-tier. good So yeah, I cried. I cried way more in the second one than the first. Yeah. Oh, and then when she's taking um her daughter to then be baptized, and then uh, Meryl Streep comes in and they have like this little moment because she was filming Big Little Lies, so that's why she couldn't do it. Which I'm like, thank you because I would have rather had you in Big Little Lies. Mm -hmm. But I heard that day on set was like emotional. Oh, I could imagine. I mean, that, that's a really powerful scene. And especially in a film that was so beloved. Yeah. In a story that was so beloved, then like carry that on. Yeah. Really cool. And it's just, when I'm looking at a musical, I just want something like fun and enjoyable. And mm-hmm. that's what this is. Mm-hmm. And it's just like every sequence, there's a lot of color. There's a lot of dancers. There's just like a lot of production involved in mm-hmm. them. And I really like that. But then you have those juxtaposed to then when Sophie and I forget what Meryl Streep's character's name is. Uh, Donna. Donna. Oh, Donna. you are. I'm so. I said that, I I was said like, said that already. I was confused. Donna and Sophie. When they <laughs> I'm so stupid. But then when they're singing at the like christening, mm-hmm. and it's just very quiet and yeah. like subdued. But then you like cut from that right into Super Trooper for the end credits where everyone's coming out. It's mm-hmm. just very well done, and I, I just think it's a lot of fun. I like yeah. it. I love that movie. Mm-hmm. I'm not judging you at all. (laughs) Okay. It was a good sequel, too. Yeah. And for you to say it's a good sequel, because you don't like sequels. No, I don't. They have to be justified, and I think Mamma Mia, here we go again. Yeah. Awesome. Definitely was Fernando. Oh, okay. You know what? (laughs) The whole share of it all. I can't. I'm sorry, but no. no. (laughs) That was not okay. She's three years older than Meryl. I know. Isn't that insane? That's rude. (laughs) That's just completely rude. Uh, Okay. Chicago is my number two. Directed by Rob Marshall, with Renee Zellweger. Mm. She plays Roxy. Catherine Zeta-Jones plays Velma, and she's mm. iconic. She was pregnant during the filming of really? this. Yeah, go ahead. doing like, cr- I'm pretty sure she was pregnant, but she was doing like crazy dance moves. That could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure she was pregnant. Fun and entertaining story. Have mm-hmm. you seen it? No. Okay, So it's upsetting. No clue. Reevaluate. <laughs> <laughs> wrote <laughs> it's such a good movie and you would like it i feel like you would like is this it. pre or post her like face transformation for renee zelliger probably pre i didn't know there was a face transformation. have you not noticed how different she looks uh i mean she was really young this okay. was in like the 90s oh okay dang all that jazz the number at the beginning i think i know that song because i think they did that on dancing with the stars probably or they did like a version to that or their own dance to that yeah and I mean it's like a really well known Mm -hmm. song from that show um Catherine Zeta-Jones like kills it I think she's definitely like my favorite character Mm -hmm. in that movie and that number is just like super cool and awesome and then also the cell block tango (gasps) oh I do know that I know that scene they did that on Glee. Yeah. Side note. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> and that was um, kind of horrible. But that's okay. Um, we don't need to go into that. So <laughs> Cellbox Tango is like an amazing song. It's so yeah. cool. Yeah. Okay. I, I want like, to be one of those ladies for Halloween sometime with like a group of women. <gasps> and yeah. We're all, like, the tango. With like the tights and the mm-hmm. hat and everything. Yeah. And we're all like each a different person from it. But yeah, I just like it. It's a really fun and entertaining musical. I feel like you would like it. Number two for you. So my number two is High School Musical (laughs) 2. Okay. (laughs) I told you, I like this category was the easiest for me to do because in scores, songs, and soundtracks I had a lot more, but for this I'm like I just don't really know that many musicals. But High School Musical 2 I feel like is the most underrated High School Musical of the three. It's also my favorite. It is directed by Kenny Ortega and the music is by David Nessim Lawrence. Sorry if I pronounced that wrong, but I just feel like every single musical number is an absolute bop in this one. Bet on it, fabulous, Huma Huma, gotta go my own way, I don't dance. All of those are so good. That baseball number, I think, is great. Bet on I it. I hate is, that shit. What? I'm sorry. Bet on it is Zac Efron. No, I love Bet on it. Oh. I hate. I don't dance. Oh. He's dancing while he's singing it. I know, but it's still cool. I, as a child, as a seven-year-old or however, nine-year-old, we not oh, 10 we year might old. might have been actually, yeah. A juvenile mind, let's just say. Even I was like, what? Yeah. Sorry, go. But on. I liked that it was different because in the first one they have the bat, they have get your head in the game. Yeah. So they have the basketballs. So then I liked the baseball because yeah. if you would have just done basketball again, that would have been dumb. True. So I'm like, okay, switch it up switch a bit. It up. Also, I liked the relational conflicts in this one, and like how those played out in songs. I feel your judgment. <laughs> I see it in your eyes. What <laughs> relational conflicts are you talking about when she starts like, hanging out with Ryan? No, well, yes, oh. but then like Troy and Gra- Gabriella having conflict, but then yeah. also like Troy and Chad having conflict, Sharpay yeah. and Gabriella having conflict. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then when she starts hanging out with Ryan. Ryan. Like, there's just a lot of like more I don't know there's more conflict in it I like that all these relationships brownies and he's like I know what her mom's (laughs) brownies he's like (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's just I mean obviously it's stupid looking back on it now like they all are everything Mm -hmm. on Disney Channel that we watched when we were young were dumb but they're so good it is really good and I don't know I just think two is the best out of them all and that final number when they're all together the all for one at the end of Miley Cyrus like makes an appearance she was the hottest thing on Disney Channel at that time so it's like to then have her in it yeah, and for being like a TV musical, well, they like voted on that. Yeah, remember? Did mm-hmm. you? It was like a thing. Like you could vote for certain. There were like things in the film. It's so like should Ryan wear this hat or <sighs> this hat? Oh no, I do remember that. And, and then and that was like one of the like which stars should make an appearance, and I don't remember. And who Chad's the other ones, t-shirts but. all were like yeah. submitted by people. So yeah, see that's cool though that's iconic like, that okay. is cool but it's like whoever was going up against Miley Cyrus for that like cameo had no chance had no chance zero so yeah like I that. think that that's my number two I just I think all the songs are great I think the yeah. story's great a lot of fun that's all I gotta say <laughs> bet on it is like That is. that m- was my sexual awakening <laughs> <laughs> honestly it might have been mine too I think it was everybody's <laughs> Seen that when he jumps down and he grabs the sand and he throws it yeah oh it's so good splashing the water yeah and then when he's running he just twirling <laughs> yeah he has his own Julie Andrews moment yeah oh my god it kind of is <sighs> alright okay. honorable mentions Katie before we get to your number one uh yeah so I definitely have Mamma Mia I have Les Rob." Mm. I thought that might be your number one it was but then I changed it well it wasn't my number one it was on my list Um, Grease, yeah. Mary Poppins, those are my honorable mentions. Those are are good ones. ones. Wait, do you want to say yours? Sure. Mine were Phantom of the Opera. Nice. Uh, That was almost my number one, but then I'm like, mm, let's be real. Am I gonna choose between that or this one? That I mean, it has to be on my list. I literally have a Phantom of the Opera tattoo. That would be weird if it wasn't. Then I have the Cheetah Girls (laughs) two, because the Cheetah Girls two is excellent. Yeah, that is. It's always number two. And then I just have Disney written down as like basically any Disney, like any Disney musicals. Yeah. I didn't put those in there because I'm like technically is Tangled a musical, like there are musical numbers in it, but I'm like, is that actually a musical? Same with Frozen. Yeah. I'm like, does that really count since they're all animated? So anyways, I didn't put any of those in, but pretty much any Disney movie right. is in my honorable mentions because I love them all. So. Gotcha. Okay. Number one. Okay. My number one is La La Land, directed by oh. Damien Chazelle. Why wasn't that on my honorable mentions? I completely forgot about that. I just like how it pays homage to, like, early Hollywood films. Mm-hmm. Um, I also appreciate the casting choice for Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone. Like, they're not musicians. They're not... Yeah singers or dancers um and you can tell kind of but it's not like it's not bad it's just like adds to the um the story of the film of like they're just two people from a small town america who came to los angeles and they're just trying to make it and yeah there's not anything like super outstandingly special about either of them but they the story is about you know how they make it Mm -hmm. um I like that it's not, like, happily ever after at the end. I love that. I think that's really cool that they chose to do that. Yeah. And then the colors of the film are super cool. Uh, I don't know. I I was watching it last night, and I'm like, this is just such a good movie. Like, it is so, so good. Mm -hmm. Uh, The part at the end where they're, like, doing the whole musical number of what their lives could have been like if they would have stayed together. Mm, And it's, like, the sets and... Um, earlier in the film they like come upon those sets and they like see it while they're like touring the Warner Brothers lot yeah they see the set and they both like pause and look at it and when I was watching it last night I'm like huh that's so weird there's just like such a weird little detail where they like see the set and they they're both they don't say anything they're just like oh and they walk and Emma Stone says I love it and I'm just like, what the hell? Like, why is this movie so good? Yeah. Also, do you remember, was it ever true that it was supposed to be Emma Watson and Miles Teller instead? I don't know. I've never heard that. But really? Holy shit. I would love to see that. Right? Well, because I, for you, I imagine you're like Emma Watson. And for me, I'm like, get Miles that Teller like in there. That would be our love child. That would be a dream. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So apparently it was originally supposed to be them two. Because Miles Teller had worked with... He was the star of Whiplash. So he had already worked with Damien, so they were supposed to be on together, but then apparently, maybe, like, something might have happened. It's not, like, a secret that Miles Teller can be, like, a bit of a dick in the industry. (laughs) Like, he's not afraid to say, like, oh, I didn't like my movie that I was in, which is Mm -hmm. not the best thing. But also, I'm still... He can do no wrong in my book. But apparently... They were supposed to star, and then Emma Watson dropped out to do Beauty and the Beast because that was also twenty sixteen or like twenty seventeen. So she dropped out to do that, and then then either something happened with like Miles Teller and him, and then he ended up doing Bleed for this that year too. So that there was that would have been a completely different movie. Can you imagine? Because now it's hard if you were to picture those two in those two roles. It feels like they would have to be completely, or at least I don't have much experience with Emma Watson because I haven't seen all mm-hmm. the Harry Potter films or like a ton of her work. But knowing Miles Teller, I can't imagine him playing the character the same way that Ryan Gosling no does. Way. So no. I don't know if then switching out Emma for Emma too, like if she would c- play it completely different. I think so though. How that story would be then? Because Emma Stone is like funny. Yeah. Even whatever role she's in, even if it's a super serious role, she's still f- that funny girl from uh Easy A. Eh? Easy A and what's the other one? Super Bad? Super Bad. Yeah, she's still, like, that's her roots. Like yeah. Like, she's still that funny girl. So, I think it would be completely different. That's so interesting. I can't believe I've never heard of that. And, again, none of that I don't think was ever confirmed. I think it was all just, like, rumored. So, mm-hmm. don't quote me on that. But, but it definitely is cool. out there. Like, that was out there. Yeah. So. Also, the moment um, when she was, like, she's at that party and she's like singing in the mirror like the but she's like very soft you know and then she like goes back out to the party it's during someone in the crowd like the second song in the movie and it starts to like snow (sighs) i'm like what is happening but it works it works and the, the music builds and then it's just like super loud after that guy jumps into the pool Oh, Uh, or when they start like floating in the air during—is it City of Stars? No, it's um. Which one is that? Oh no, City of Stars is just um. What song is that when they're dancing and they like then start like floating up in the air? Yeah. And you're like, what is going on? But also, why am I not mad at this that they're all suddenly floating and dancing? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what song that is. I think that's just an instrumental number. So good. What's your number one musical? So again, it's not that uh, sophisticated, but it is the greatest showman. Oh, okay, that's fine. That Great. I enjoy myself so much watching that movie. It is probably one of my most watched movies of 20. I think it came out in 2017, but it was late, so whatever. Maybe like 2018. It's probably yeah. one of my most watched movies. It was definitely on my Spotify Wrapped for 2017 and 18. A yeah. bunch of the songs from that because they're just so good. And that is a problem that I have with a lot of musicals. Is I feel like the music isn't something that I would listen to outside of the movie. Because it just... Like, there's just something about it that I feel like they disconnect than when I'm trying to, like, listen to it in the car, let's say. Where with The Greatest yeah. Showman, I'm listening to all those in the car. And I think every single one of them is great. And I still really enjoy them. Yeah. Um. So it was directed by Michael Gracie. But the score was by Benj and Justin, who also did... um shoot what did they because they had a huge They did. Year I then. thought they did La La Land oh they did do La La Land my bad yeah I'm like <laughs> they had a huge year where did, yeah yep anyways so it's just again how you said like the real story for Sound of Music is different than the musical this is definitely different like uh, oh yeah that guy P.T. Barnum was not yeah. like a good person apparently I didn't do that much background research yeah. into it but apparently he also just like circuses in general you know that they're like not great great. establishments so clearly there had to be some stretches to make it more like family friendly content yeah but uh, every single song is absolutely great but the number one song in that entire movie is rewrite the stars and I don't care what anyone says that is one of the best musical numbers I've ever seen in my life (laughs) I'm not that well versed in them but at least in my experience I mean if you put Hugh Jackman Zac Efron Zendaya and Michelle Williams in something, I'm not gonna complain about it ever. Me neither. So pretty much you put Zendaya in anything and I'm not gonna complain, but then adding the three of them in it. I just think it's a lot of fun. And this is me Oh, A Million Dreams. Gotcha. When they start out as children singing yeah. it and then they it's like adult. Yeah. them like dancing singing it. on the roof. Yeah. I just think that's really good. And then when you have never enough. Like, then juxtaposed with all of these, like, huge numbers. Cause it's that's another amazing song. Yeah. When I first heard that song, I was like, so good. And it's just one of those songs that's like, whoa. Yeah. And to have that, cause it goes, um, when you're looking, like, when you're watching the movie, it is, um, cause they're th- the, like, three best numbers. But I'm totally botching this. Why am I botching this? Uh, but it goes, This is me. Or no, is it never enough? This is me, and then rewrite the stars. Like they just have three of the like best songs, mm. like probably within a twenty-five minute span of the film. Yeah. But it doesn't feel rushed in any yeah. way. That I don't know. I just I love it, and I'm. That's like my go-to movie when I just want to enjoy myself. Yeah. So I'm like, even though like Phantom is great, it's like, am I gonna sit down and watch Phantom or Greatest Showman half the time? It's gonna be Greatest Showman because yeah. I just want to be entertained. And watch Zendaya and Zach Efron and be like, girl, you are our age and you get to kiss Zach Efron. Like, that is anyone of our age's dream. Yeah. And you got to achieve that. She's like one of those girls where it's like, that's who you thought you were going to be when you were a kid. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I look at her and I look at Haley S- Seinfeld? S- Steinfeld. Steinfeld. I, I always do that. I, forget I hate about it. her a lot of the time. Haley Steinfeld. Did I just say that right or wrong? Stein. Stein, okay. Stein. <laughs> Stein. I always get her mixed up with the TV show, Steinfeld. Anyways, <laughs> I look at the two of them, and I'm just like, that's who I always thought I was going to be as a kid. Like, I'm going to be an actress. I'm going to be a singer. and just famous and beautiful. None of those things. <laughs> <laughs> <are> <laughs> now we have me. a podcast to talk about them <laughs> instead. Uh, you shoot for the stars, you land in the grass. Yep. <laughs> it's okay. Yep. Anyways. Okay, should we move on to soundtracks? Alrighty, my number three soundtrack is Hunger Games Catching Fire. Dude, yeah. That whole soundtrack yeah. is so good. Because it ha- yeah. it's a variety of artists. And with the soundtracks then, like, these aren't all songs that are in the movies. But it has um, We Remain, Christina Aguilera, Atlas, Coldplay's song, Elastic Heart, See the Elastic Weekend. Elastic Heart. So good. Excuse me. Who We Are, Imagine Dragons, Everybody Wants to Rule the World, Lord's Version. I used to walk the halls. Can I tell you something? (laughs) Yeah. I used to walk the halls of high school with that song blaring in my ear. In my ear. And did you just feel so powerful? And I would just strut. Yes. Be like, all these people are beneath me. (laughs) Except for me. Yeah, except for you. That's it. Yep. Okay. (laughs) Uh... I just feel like they all, granted, like none of these are songs that are in the film, but they all fit the film so well that when you hear each one of them, you can picture exactly where it like should be or what it's representing in the film. Yes. And I just feel like it had such a good variety of artists who were really relevant at the time too to like land all of these big names during this time was really big to have Lord on something at like the peak of her career because I remember this came out when I was at Orange Leaf and like. Her music was playing on repeat, yeah, all the time there. So yeah, I just think it's a it's a well crafted soundtrack. It is so good for a great movie. My yeah. favorite movie of the franchise. So yeah, oh yeah, that is just a really good soundtrack. It was also soundtrack. my favorite book too of the franchise. It's just ugh. Anyways. I know I read that I read that book in like a day. Ugh, really good. I all right. wholeheartedly agree with. Your choice on that. Thank um, you. Okay, my number three favorite soundtrack. Nobody hate seriously. I'm just not in the right headspace for y'all's negative comment. <laughs> um, Shrek. Okay. You're lying. If you no, I'm trying to think right now because I know All Star is on there, but I'm. <laughs> <laughs> you're lying. <laughs> if you don't get down to that song, and that also is a great like. Song. Oh, wait, Hallelujah's in there. Yeah, Hallelujah. Okay, okay, yeah. Um, I'm a believer. <gasps> oh, my God. With the reprise at the end with donkey yeah. singing. Um, my Beloved Monster, like, wow. I don't know. Okay, so we had this soundtrack when I was a kid. Like, we would listen to it in the car, so it's kind of like a nostalgic thing for me. Mm-hmm. But I feel like a lot of people just know the soundtrack, know the songs. Shrek is a hilarious movie, too. I love Shrek. Shrek like, 1, 2, 3 was, mm, but... Yeah. 2. 2 oh, what is sequel. the best. <laughs> what a sequel. <laughs> <laughs> Katie, again, on from? board... Katie's just on board with sequels left and right today. I, I know. What's going are on? Are you the same Katie? But Shrek 1 is, like, a one-hour-long movie. So they they left some space for, like, all these magical creatures that were just left at the swamp. What were they doing there? Yeah. And what are they like? You know? So I think the sequel is just so good. Anyways... There's not a bad song in the damn thing. No. And it also won best gri- best compilation soundtrack for visual media. Really? The Grammy Award. Dang. Yeah. Okay. So go them, go Shrek. I think a lot of people would agree Shrek is like a really good soundtrack. Yeah. You See, can listen I never would have thought about that, but when you I started thinking about the songs, I'm like, you know what? I listen to it You're on Road Trips right. now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do. <laughs> The little picture of them all sitting in the grass pops up on my screen. Track <laughs> Donkey, and Fiona. Oh, I'm so happy Fiona for you. Is an ogre. Okay, my number two is the Furious Seven soundtrack. I think all of the Fast and Furious soundtracks are pretty good. I have you probably listened to any of them? Probably not. I mean, not. see you again. I've heard. Okay, um, so I think Seven is definitely the best one. It's maybe it does have to do with the two that Seven is my favorite movie. But I think the soundtrack t- is really good. One, See You Again on there, being on there like how, c- Like, that just stands... That's such a standout song, and it's so yeah. important to the movie itself. that I absolutely love that. But there are a lot of different sounds, and they all complement each other on there. Because then they have songs like I Will Return by Skylar Gray, who... this It's like a really emotional song, really emotional scene. But then you have that juxtaposed with, like, Going Down For Real, which I think oh, was, like, a huge that, radio yeah. hit that... And then ride out. How bad do you want oh, it? I've Get low, right DJ yes. Snake. Uh, my angel, like. Okay, yeah, this is a good album. See, it's so good, and it's not my typical kind of music either, because I pretty much listen to like EDM mm-hmm. or currently Harry Styles or Five Seconds of Summer. Like, there's not a lot of like in between in mm-hmm. those. But this soundtrack is just there's something about it that I just really enjoy, and it's good listening to it from top to bottom too, because mm-hmm. like the flow is really well on it so it works really well on it mm. so yeah my number two is the great gatsby mm, that's a good one with leo a little party never killed nobody mm-hmm. with fergie mm-hmm. <laughs> love that <laughs> just like the roaring 20s yeah you know i just like that vibe um young and beautiful Oh my Can God! We talk about it. Okay, so first of all, Lana wow. Del Rey in her prime, baby, oh, she is the Billie Eilish of the 2012-13 mm-hmm. era. Okay. Oh my God. She's for all the edgy girlies. <laughs> I just love that you say girlies all the time. It's <laughs> a problem. I I'm love going it. to speech therapy for it. <laughs> it's a nervous tick you have. It really is. <laughs> girlies. Um great just like if you think about that moment in the film when that song is playing Mm. this super narcissistic man Mm -hmm. who has been fending out for himself building this life for himself Mm -hmm. Miguel's just like fist bumping yep (laughs) (laughs) i I can see it i can hear it he has like all this wealth he has come from nothing and he's made this life for himself and his entire life he's been all about number one yep and he's, like, talking about the moment he meets Daisy. And he's, oh, my God, bitch. Okay. <laughs> it, I, says, like, have chill. I'm, like, so excited feet. just thinking yeah. about this. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. And, like, the book, too. Like, th- the book is kind of, it has its issues. F. Scott Pichero was, like, drunk when he wrote it. But, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's still a good book. Yeah. Um. When he's, like, and then I let myself go. And it's, like, will you? Oh, my God. <gasps> it's I It's, like, can't. the beat drops. I'm I need to just like watch this one scene right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, that, that's just like a solid moment carried on Lana Del Rey's back. I'm well, and also Leo and the director. But you know, but Lana. Though. The music plays a huge role in that moment. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah. love that. So good. I won't argue with you on that one. <laughs> okay, honorable mentions. Wait, did you? Do? Oh yeah, you did. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Three, two, honorable mentions. So, on this, I have the Twilight soundtracks. Oh, my God. Those were all incredible. Yeah. Yeah. The first one, especially, like, edgy-ass. Yes. Team. Oh, I think the first one is definitely the best. Decode with Paramore yeah. on oh, it. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. That, that, I'm skipping ahead to were songs now. Were you but... kid in school that was, like... No, like, don't look at me, anybody. No, I never got super into the vampire wer- werewolf thing. Except I did like. Twi- I never read the book. I read the first book, but mm-hmm. I never read the rest of them. But all those soundtracks are great. They're great, yeah. Um, so yeah, those I do have Frozen one and two, both mm-hmm. those soundtracks. I know that again, it's like Disney, so I'm like, kind of, do I want to count those or not? but the frozen 2 soundtrack right now two of those songs have been on my on repeat list lately the show yourself and into the unknown elsa's two songs those just good songs okay yeah. i'm not mad at them and then all three Fifty Shades of Grey movies soundtracks, girl. Yeah, those are those also are in my honorable all mentions. Incredible, especially the first one. Yeah, like, love me like you do, Ellie Goulding. Like she's just such a oh, she's such a queen. When that part hits again in that movie, and yeah. like at the end, when they, they do the about thing. That, yeah, the montage. Yeah. I was talking about that one of the episodes. Yeah, oh, and like, they bring that the song back. Yeah. That and I have to say the second in Fifty Shades Darker, uh, Halsey's song "Not Afraid Anymore." Oh yeah, that scene that in that song and yeah. Beyonce in the first one, Beyonce's "Crazy in Love" remix. Yeah, for I the can't. preview of the movie. Yeah, I remember when it like first started coming out, and I was like like oh my the God. movies are a whole other discussion but the soundtracks are undeniably great i'm here for it because they're just like shit. kind of like how we're gonna do an after episode coming up soon i'm so excited to do that one with you but it's kind of like they're so cringy that i love it and it's like it's that good kind of grinch. why does yeah. it work like why do yeah. movies like that work yeah why are they so successful because they're making lots of money they're yeah. making a ton of sequels. And so, anyways, how, like, wha- how is Beyonce like? Yes, on board. I know Halsey. my time going to that. Yeah. Like dedicating probably like a week at least of my life to that. And then Zayn and Taylor Swift for the last film oh, doing the song yeah, for that. that was good too. Getting like they all have massive artists doing yeah. these songs for this for these movies. And why yeah, like, Seinfeld was on was in that too. Yeah. So for the last one. Yeah. Overall, I think honestly those soundtracks probably could have been my number one. Yeah. But I like Ugh. genuinely listen to them. Yeah, like They're still on the my times rotation times of year that the movie came out, like Valentine's. Oh, so like this time of year? Yeah, Valentine's. Yeah, oh, so no I'll like passed. listen to Fifty Shades soundtrack like around this time of year, and I'll also be in the mood to watch the movie around this time of year. People don't judge me, and then <laughs> I'll also like in November listen to like the Hunger Games soundtrack. Uh, yeah, because then that's it's the time vibe. Yeah, you yeah, remember that? The vibe. Yeah, See, music man, it plays a huge role. It does in the films and in our lives. Yes. And kind of one of my gauges for this too was I'm like, what am I listening to on my Spotify list? Yeah. And every single year on my Spotify raps, the years that these fifty shades came out, a ton of songs were I was in that cause, Sia, um, the salted salted wound mm. or you know what's, what's that, that weird? One? She's on a ton of movie soundtracks. Yeah. Ellie Golding on a ton of movie yeah. soundtracks. They're just some like movie we, the weekends. Yeah, the weekends and a lot too. So, so yeah. Cool. I yeah, can't, those are so good. I can't get over them all. Yeah. Okay, go ahead with your number, number one. Number one. If you want, if you listen to our top five movies, this should be no surprise, but it's the St- A Star Is Born soundtrack from 2018. I, I mean, every single song, again, if I'm looking at my Spotify wrapped, Shallow was, I think, my number two song, or maybe even my number one song of the last year. That, Always Remember Us This Way, I'll Never Love Again, Black Eyes, like they're so vital to the story and to all of the into Allie and Jackson's characters. And then you really see Allie's change of character through her music because when you start out and she's singing La Vienne Rose at the drag bar, and you're like, Oh my god, that's when like Bradley Cooper falls in love with her and he's watching her and being like, This is such a great artist, like she can really sing, and then you see her doing shallow and I'll always remember us this way, and these really good songs. And then she starts doing, like, her really, like, crappy pop music that's Mm. on the album. So you just see. And then at the end, when she gets back to I'll Never Love Again, like, you just see her change through the songs that she sings. And it's so well done. Her and Mark Ronson doing pretty much all of it. And again, it's one that I can listen to from top to bottom and not skip any songs, except sometimes I do skip her crappy pop songs in the middle. (laughs) But it's just, oh, it's so well done. And every single song fits the movie perfectly, fits the characters perfectly, and also I'm just still so, like, proud of Bradley Cooper and <laughs> that he learned how to sing and play guitar for these roles. Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, like, could just go on and on, but yeah. it's just going to be a lot more of I love it, so Yeah, <laughs> I'll cut it there. Okay. Yeah. Well, that was a legit one. <laughs> oh, geez. Is it High School Musical? <laughs> no. My favorite song the lizzie mcguire movie (laughs) Ah, i should have known that i love it i'm not judging you i think that is a great pick is this a soundtrack or musical i don't know but it's my favorite soundtrack soundtrack (laughs) because yeah like she's aware that she's singing yeah true okay tide is high at the beginning solid way to open up the film which she's just like dancing around first of all okay this is like a disney channel movie i'm pretty Mm -hmm. sure it was in theaters I think it was I think it was released in theaters too maybe I don't know. But still like this is a Disney Channel movie where it's like you look back on those and it's like yeah my childhood haha it's not good. Mm-hmm. You look back on this film, you're I mean there's some moments where it's like yeah, but for the most part it's a good movie. Miss mm-hmm. Ungermeyer, what an actress. <laughs> what an actress. <laughs> I am I love her. Ethan we'll Craft. Talk about that in the future. <laughs> but yeah, it's just like the final number, yeah, hey now, is by far like one of the best Disney Channel numbers. Mm-hmm. But still, like the soundtrack, like the actual songs that were like gathered for this mm-hmm. movie. Why not? Obviously, like the li- the Hillary Duff songs, so good. Um, the supermodel song where it's like you better work. <laughs> oh my God. Swirl. Now twirl to the left. <laughs> flag. Flag. Now, now twirl to, twirl to the, the right. Sashay. Shanté. And she's like in an igloo. In oh that green dress. Yeah. Oh, I can picture it now. So good. And when she has that like white lipstick on, it's like, what are you doing? But yeah. it's so good. Yeah. And then obviously, yeah, like the last number is so amazing. Hey And the yeah. fact that they're graduating middle school, like... <clears throat> could have fooled me <laughs> could have fooled me <laughs> oh shoot yeah. so that's a great first track i love that thank you okay let's move on before people click off <laughs> let's do let's hit scores cuz i feel at least my scores will be quicker to run through because again yeah. i knew my top 2 right away like my top 2 i'm like easy best ones but it was my third where i'm kind of like i don't really have a third favorite i really just have two Mm -hmm. but my third favorite is wonder woman by rupert grace and williams i think it's just i this could be a recency bias too because i did just watch wonder woman right around when i was making my notes for this but i just think especially in superhero movies in general like the music is really important yeah, to like, like accompany, yeah, to accompany the mood. So, especially, I would think in like the no man's land scene, have you seen Wonder Woman? Yeah, when she's like getting out of the bunker and they're all like, Oh my god, what's she doing? and then when she first deflects that first bullet, yeah, and they're all like, Oh my god, and then they and all start, start running. running, yeah, and yeah, then down, they free yeah. that town. It's just so like the music is so like hyping you up, and yeah. you're just like getting so excited, being like, Yes, Wonder Woman, the yeah. I just think uh, superhero movies in general really benefit from For good sure. scores. For sure. Yeah. So yeah. Um, my number three. Hmm. Okay. I am not sure if you would like 100% consider this a score, but it was composed by someone. So I feel like when there's a composer, it's a score. Okay. But this could also maybe constitute as a soundtrack. Because there's like gathered songs for it, so it's just like kind of an in between. People don't come for me, and you also don't come for me, McKay. <laughs> okay, um, but it's us. I would count that as a score. Okay, it was composed by Michael. The table. Yeah. The like little like. Well, yeah, flicks. the way that 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 they took that song, I got five on it. Yeah, and pervert it. I don't remember so it's but like I got five okay yeah so yes, they I hear that yes. at the beginning yeah and then it's like so they take that song and they like pervert it in a way that's like so creepy I never realized like, that was the song and that's like what the, the theme song. of the movie is Oh. <gasps> and you know what's so funny I feel mind blown Jordan Peele said it in an interview he's just like yeah that song has like always scared me for some reason that's And, crazy. like, it's just funny because there's other elements of that in that movie. Of, mm-hmm. like, people are like, what's with the rabbits? And he's just like, they just have always scared me. That's his, the entire movie. He's like, doppelgangers just scared me, so I yeah. made a movie about it. Like <laughs> We're going to talk about this next episode. Mm-hmm. We're doing a whole episode on Us. But that song is so creepy. Also, mm-hmm. the f- song with the rabbits where it's, like, zooming out onto all the rabbits. Uh, where it's, like, yeah, the kids. So uncomfy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so creepy. But, yeah, I think that song... Adds so much to the film and just how creepy it is, mm-hmm. um, and it's like a modern horror film yeah. composition. So yeah, no, I, I would I don't no, I would never come for you for that. I think that's a great answer. Alrighty. my number two is Pirates of the Caribbean. We're just gonna go with I all five. Mo- you have it too. I know I had that, oh. but I took it off. I'm just gonna go with all five movies. I do definitely think one and two are my two favorites out of them all. So I probably would say, like, lean more towards those two. But they're by Hans Zimmer. So, I mean, if you have Hans Zimmer on a movie, you're not going to be disappointed in the score. Yeah. Um, and the He's a Pirate by Klaus Bedelt, I think, I from number that. one. It, it's like the when you think, I don't, I'm not, I can't sing it because it's a score. But it's the, like, when you think of Pirates of the Caribbean, it's that song, like, that yeah. big song. Yeah and I just oh I think that's so cool and I listen to that it's like in my playlist and it yeah. doesn't even have any words but it's just so like powerful and perfect for the movie and just like really exciting and when I hear it I just feel like all giddy because I'm yeah. just like ah it's just good yeah yeah that's definitely a great great soundtrack yeah they're like I don't know what would be the right or great word because I wouldn't say like medieval because that doesn't really fit but it just, like, fits Swash the vibe of Swatch like, Yeah. That's perfect. <laughs> Swatch buckling. Like, it just fits the Pirates vibe yeah. so well yeah. that I just enjoy those scores. And, again, like, those are things that I can just listen to by themselves, and I yeah. just enjoy them. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, my number two is the score for E.T., the extraterrestrial composed and conducted by John Williams. Mm-hmm. I think John Williams is, like, one of the most prominent composers of our time. He's yeah, I mean, Star Wars, Harry Potter, he's in all the the big ones, but I think, like, when I think of E.T., the movie, I immediately start hearing the soundtrack, which I, or er, the score, my bad, um, because I, I think it's just, like, so unique, and it's got that, like, little piccolo, mysterious, like, du- mm. na- 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 I don't know, um, And it starts off subtle when he's, like, first discovering that he has an alien living (laughs) in his backyard. (laughs) And then it builds and builds and builds until the very end. E.T. lifts all these kids and their bikes into the air. and They're flying. It's just, like, this crazy moment of, like, catharsis. Yeah. When you're just like, oh, my God. And the music is just, like blaring and then at the end when he's like i'll be right here and like have you seen this movie you're looking at me like you haven't seen it oh my god what (laughs) is wrong with you no i haven't seen it that's really upsetting i'm sorry there are a lot of classic movies like i still haven't seen wizard of oz ever Mm. but my mom thought i would be too sad because apparently a dog gets like taken away Yeah. So she kept (laughs) me from seeing it. You should see E.T. You'll probably cry. I cry every time I see it. This child, this is a tangent, but the child actor in this movie is incredibly talented, and I'm not sure if he's literally in anything else after this movie, but if you can go, uh, here's a strong recommendation for everybody if you're just bored. Go on YouTube and look up that kid's audition for the movie. It's one of the most insane things I've ever seen he they're like oh pretend this little kid he's like six they're like pretend that um you're friends with something and they're taking him away this kid starts breaking out in tears like, no, don't take him. Ah! And, like, it's, like, bawling. Yeah. And they're just, like, well, you got the job, kid, at the end. Oh, that's so <laughs> and cute. And he's like, wiping his tears. It's, like, thanks. It's just, oh. like, what the hell? Like, th- that movie, that whole movie just feels, like, magical to me. Yeah. I'm just, like, how did this amazing movie get made? Mm-hmm. With children. I was just so, like, perplexed like when after something, like, so deep was made. With children. Like, after we saw it the new yeah. one and we walked out of there and we we're like those kids were phenomenal yeah. in that and the one looks yeah. just like Amy Adams it's insane yeah so I don't right. know I just get chills thinking about the score of that movie yeah it's so good well then you know it's good I'll be right here and he like his nice little finger I lights. do know that <laughs> I like know that reference but yeah <gasps> yikes um I just have two honorable mentions Titanic by James Horner, I think. Again, it just fits the vibe of the film. Very powerful. Very subtle. Um, I finally watched it all the way through because I had only ever seen half of it. Did you watch it on Valentine's Day? No. Oh, I did. It was on TV on Valentine's Day. (laughs) Oh, okay. No, I rented it. I can't watch that movie, like, not on TV. Really? Because if I don't have breaks, Oh, then I you can't. Out. It's so long. Because I had only ever seen the last half of it because we had it on VHS. And yeah. I only ever wanted to watch the part where the boat sank. I didn't care about the love story. And after seeing it, I'm like, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> it's really good. It's really um, so, yeah, that score. And then also, again, Recency Bias 1917 by mm-hmm. Thomas Newman. But I will pre- or just say, in general, like war movies, I feel like soundtracks are always pretty much... Yeah really well done in them because it gotta be I think kind of in the similar vibe with superhero movies like they just play so much into like the stakes of the scene so like Lone mm-hmm. Survivor to like that's how that score now thinking about that like that's really well done mm. um, so yeah I just think those are really vital to the like action that's going on screen and like the feeling that you get watching it because it can either make you like really really tense and be like oh my god are they gonna like literally die right here right now or like the subtleties in between and I think of in nineteen seven oh, oh you haven't seen it have you mm. the I'm going home song that like the wayward soldier sings or something when he finally makes spoiler alert when he finally makes it to the platoon that he's supposed to and oh mm. it's just really good mm. so, yeah what are yours um I would say because Hunger Games also has a score yeah so that's like one of those movies like that the OG like, yeah yeah whenever somebody holds up the three piece sign that that song is playing number one which again will come as no surprise to anyone that knows me do you have a guess at what my number one score is Star Wars oh yeah I'm just gonna go the whole franchise because they all the songs or a lot of them overlap between so like Imperial March is obviously my favorite because it's Darth Vader's song and every time he walks in and he's announced it's the Imperial March and I just, it's the score is so important to Star Wars. Every single character, like when you have the like resistance song that, like, when that plays, you know, the resistance is coming, mm-hmm. or like Kylo Ren's song, you know, like, he's about to be introduced in the scene, or same with like Darth Vader, the Jedi, like, all of these songs are so important to these characters or like what they represent that when they come on screen, it's like you know what you're about to see and it gets you so excited or it gets me so excited yeah. and especially with the I mean the classic like da, 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 da like the classic Star Wars song it just evokes so much like excitement inside of me and I just mm-hmm. I think they're so iconic that everyone knows like the Star Wars theme song even if you haven't seen Star Wars you know like what that song is yeah yeah you'll definitely Um, be like alerted to what is being talked about if you hear that yeah and the so it's by john williams but i think that's kind of obvious um that and also the good versus evil sounds that play in the film is again like going into the characters and that's really important those subtleties in the score of being like huh this shouldn't be the sound of like what a good guy is you know That if you're paying attention to that, they also give such like power to the story. Yeah, and yeah, I just oh, they're so good, and that's what I always listen to when I used to study. I would just listen to those soundtracks because again, they have no words, so they're nice to study to. But oh, I just love them. Anything Star Wars. I'm in like a Star Wars depression right now because it's over. Yeah. RIP. Still not over it. Anyways, it is a really good example though of like music being so important to the storytelling and cueing to the audience because honestly the world of Star Wars can be complicated for some people the oh, way for that sure. things are working. Mm-hmm. Um but the me- like for people who aren't necessarily like super on top of like the political structure of how things mm-hmm. are working in this like made up world the music will play a huge role in, like, letting you know how you're supposed to feel. And when a theme is attached to a certain character that's called, like, a leitmotif. motif, I'm pretty Ooh, sure. Oh, okay, Katie, hit us with now. that knowledge. I had to look that up just now because I was like, I know there's a word for that. Um, but, yeah, it's, like, it. Star Wars is, like, such a huge example of, like, we know what's about – the. The music subconsciously like lets you know what's about to happen or how yeah. you're supposed to feel, and if you watch a movie without the the music, it's like sometimes you're like, wow, well, how am I supposed to feel about this? Mm-hmm. Like, is this guy a good guy or a bad guy, or is this a sad scene or a funny scene? Yes, and I think of that when I think of the newer the newest trilogy in The Force Awakens when Kylo Ren is first introduced. I mean, yeah. obviously you can look at his clothing and that he's with stormtroopers and that his ship is like he has like this giant ship that's coming down and the whole entire setting is really ominous 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 ominous. ominous. I'm educated <laughs> when he comes in I mean obviously just from looking at that you could tell like hmm he's probably not a good guy but he actually was besides the point the music is such a huge cue in cause it's like that is the new like I'm putting in quotation marks like the new Darth Vader yeah. and like that's the new like Darth Vader song it just fits so well and then I'm thinking that in the last movie The Rise of Skywalker at the end when Rey is facing off against Palpatine and Ben is facing off against Palpatine and she's like laying down watching like the Resistance get blown up and then when they realize after some other events transpire and like a bunch of people came to the Resistance aid and yeah. it's like that song broke out oh yeah that was a really emotionally resonant Yeah, part and like the film. music is so important yeah. to those moments yeah exactly yeah. it just I don't know what Star Wars would be without the score it would be yeah definitely lacking especially like the first m- movies yeah without the score in those first ones because they established be like, so this much is garbage yeah <laughs> <laughs> I think people even were at the time ta- I think at the time like people were like this is trash and and the actors H. at the time were like this is gonna be terrible yeah <laughs> Mark Hamill was like what am I gonna he passed the script around he was like guys look at the stupid thing I'm in yeah <laughs> and now those are like kept under lock and key yeah Okay. Year number one. My number one is another scary movie. Insidious. Composed oh. by Joseph Bishara. That's such a good one. Because okay, the music in this I like if you watch horror films without the music, they wouldn't I don't think they would be as scary. Mm. I think they might be kind of funny. At times. I agree. Insidious is like by far the scariest movie in my book because we can go into this in a separate pod but what happens in that movie has happened to me I'll just leave that there I forgot (laughs) 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 forgot about you talking about that but um yes I have been (laughs) paranormal I've had some paranormal experiences in that movie it's just like I can still watch it I've watched it recently I love it um the music plays a huge role I feel Mm -hmm. like um there's also some like gathered songs, like that tiptoe through the tulips.
1: Oh, it's you know so how creepy scary that is. Oh,
0: I don't like it. That's I mean, I do like it. That's a scary moment. Like <laughs> that's such a scary moment when the kid is like, in the house. Oh, that that movie's just so so scary. It Another is. movie with a really good sequel. C- insidious two, not three and four. No, three not and three four p- can get out, but and two Insidious is great. two is really good because it supplements mm-hmm. the first one. Mm-hmm. It answers questions that the first one left hanging. Yeah, love. <laughs> give you that one. It's like the, the music is probably the scariest part of the movie. The, the violins, one. like. <laughs> I don't like when it. Insidious it so flashes it. on the screen at the beginning. Stop! Stop! I hate it. <laughs> you know what the beginning? The beginning credits where it's like. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like showing the pictures and there's like something scary in each picture and you're like looking for it in each picture and then it gets closer and closer yeah the thing gets closer and closer and then at the like it like dies off right and then right when the movie's about to start it goes it's so scary and then at the end it does that too it like dies off and it's like oh man such a good scary movie if you haven't seen it and you're a horror movie fan go watch it check it out okay Alrighty, last category. Down to the last one. Songs, songs made for films. Songs Yeah, so for this one it ha we did specifically songs that were either that had to be like written specifically for the film. So not just yeah. songs that are featured in a film that, you know, the the people are just like, Oh, the song from five years ago, that fits and like throws it in there. Like these are specifically made for the movies. Right. But they don't have to appear because my number three doesn't appear in the movie ever. Should I just start it off then? Sure. My number three is Beating Heart by Ellie Goulding for Divergent. I love that. The movies are questionable. We'll get into that again in YA month. Um, But that song specifically is so good. It's just such like a good pop song. It's just a bop that, again, I listen to it just in my free time, like on my Spotify. And, yeah, I don't really know what else to say. It's just a good song. And I think if you like listen to the lyrics and if you know the books and know the movies and like know the story it does fit very well with the characters so Mm -hmm. i don't don't have anything else to say it's just a good song (laughs) i like that song Mm -hmm. my number three is all the stars from black panther by kendrick (gasps) okay yes black panther i think is one of my favorite marvel movies to begin with yeah well and that album is just crazy Yeah. yeah Um, I just like that song. I haven't seen Black Panther, which is You've horrible. never seen it? I know. I'm a piece of garbage. Although but I'm not a Marvel fan. I was going to say, neither of her. Serve. So when I say Who's like Black them? Panther is one of my favorite Marvel movies, I haven't seen a lot of them. So it doesn't yeah. have a lot of competition. But that one is really good. Um, Yeah. she's a good song. SZA? Yeah. She's on top of it right now. Did you H- see that Rolling Stones cover? No. With her. And it's a really cool cover. I don't know. <laughs> Number two is See You Again. I already touched on this earlier with Charlie Puth and was Khalifa. Um, for Oh, yeah, I should say. So it's for Fast and Furious 7 or just Furious 7. If you it's, don't know that, you're dumb. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Even if you don't know the Fast and Furious movies, I feel like you know that that yeah. song is for that movie. Um, but it's just such a perfect tribute to Paul Walker and to yeah. his character, Brian, and the entire send off that that movie does makes me cry every single time watching it and i'm not just saying that like oh i cry every time. like i genuinely do like that was such an upsetting did death for me did that recently for kobe or did i dream that oh did they <laughs> i don't, I don't know. know i mean i that wouldn't surprise me it again would fit it's just it's just such a perfect song for it and again when you're looking at the fast and furious films It's such a different vibe than anything that I'm really glad that, like, Universal and the creators of the Fast and Furious franchise were willing to do that. Because, of course, when you look at it, like, obviously, Vin Diesel is a producer on those, and he has a huge say in those. But for them to get, like, studio heads to sign off on, like, hey, can we do this, like, really emotional, emotionally charged song and, like, tribute... Oh, it's just it's so well done it's so respectful and it transcends from film to mainstream media because that was one of the that was like the top song it held a record for a while like the t- oh. top number one song of yeah, the charts I that. for like it was weeks. also kind of like around the time we were gonna graduate so I remember everyone was like mm-hmm. playing it well like, it came out in stuff? 2015 so yeah. and they always come out in April so yeah it was it's just such a beautiful song and just thinking of the tribute of the tribute to uh, Paul Walker in it is really yeah. really great for sure feel that number two okay, my day? number two is also a sad song visions of Gideon from call me by your name have you seen call me by your name no I haven't but I know I should it's been on my list always to watch I just yeah. haven't gotten around to it but that's Timothy's movie isn't it yeah Timothy yeah. I love you <laughs> um, saddest song ever to end a movie with the movie ends really really sadly so mm. brace yourself Um, it's just this long take of Elliot, Elio, sorry, Elio, played by Timothy Chalmay. it's just a long shot of him crying at the end Uh, to this song. Um, It's so powerful. I don't know. It's just like, it fits the vibe of the movie uh, and it just makes you kind of like sit with what you just witnessed Mm -hmm. in the film. Um, So I have quite a few honorable mentions. First, Hanging Tree, Hunger Games, Mockingjay, Part 1. yeah. That scene, Jennifer Lawrence, first of all, I'm like, can you be bad at something, please? Yeah. Like, God just takes such extra time with some people, and I'm like, why? So that, um, Not Afraid Anymore, Fifty Shades Darker, Love Me Like You Do, Fifty Shades of Grey, Mm -hmm. Decode, Twilight. I See the Light Tangled. That entire scene is the most romantic scene in any Disney movie, and it's so cute. Uh, Lose Yourself 8 Mile I have that in my honorable mention. I had kind I mean I had never forgotten about the song I had kind of forgotten about 8 Mile but then what when Eminem movie. showed up at yeah. I, it's such a good movie I just it has slipped to my mind yeah. for years but then when Eminem showed up at the Oscars and rapped it I was like yeah. I forgot about this movie and how good this song yeah. is so definitely have Lose Yourself and then this one's kind of a cheat because it's not a film but I had to include it because it was my number one song of the last year All For Us Labyrinth oh, and Zendaya okay, for Euphoria. Yeah. What about? So good. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, my honorable mentions My Heart Will Go On, Titanic. Ooh, classic. Nine to five for the movie <laughs> nine to five. <laughs> Stumbling okay. out of bed out of bed <laughs> into the gate. Such a jazzy little number. Yeah, I just I, that's another good movie, Dolly Pardon. All those ladies are still kicking it. Nine to five. I love all three of them. Yeah. Um, purple rain, for purple rain. Oh, okay. Purple rain, the movie. Yeah. horrible movie. I don't. I haven't seen movie. the movie. I just know the song, and that's a great song. Um, I just put that one on there for my mom. Shout out, she loves Prince. Shout out, Mrs. Healy. But I also do like that song. Um, don't you forget about me from Breakfast Club. Oh yeah, the one hit wonder. Yep. <laughs> um, and then lose yourself. What was that one song? Uh, "I Need You" from okay. Divergent, where she's on that zip line. Oh, that, song that is really good. Good song to drive to at night. Yeah, yeah. That scene too. That's like a. I mean, I have issues with the movie, but I mean, like that's a pretty good scene. I'm yeah. not mad at it. Oof. Alrighty, my number one number song, one. written for film. Yeah, okay. drummer all plays. Is Shallow, <laughs> Star is Born. I know, it's so repetitive because I had Furious 7 in the Star is Born soundtrack. But I this was, again, if I'm going back, to, Spotify's getting so many plugs here, but it was my number one song of whatever, like, 2019, 2018, maybe. Oh, the song is just so well done. I mean, Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga, I literally couldn't ask for more. It's a start of a new phase for both of the characters in the film. And, again, it transcends, like, film to mainstream media. Because that song was huge on the radio for a while. They sang it at the Oscars. Like, it's just a solid song, and I don't get sick of it ever. Yeah. And I I don't know. I couldn't mm. ask for anything more from Lady Gaga or Bradley Cooper. My number one song ever, ever, ever written for a film will always have to be Somewhere Over the Rainbow from The Wizard of Oz. Wow, look at you having such, like, a good answer and then but it is like it's a good <laughs> song it's it so is beautiful. a good song and it also just breaks my heart like Judy Garland I love her so much mm-hmm. throughout her career she always she you know had mixed feelings about that movie just because it kind of like she was very she was not treated well mm-hmm. on the set um, and she kind of made fun of it and had mixed opinions about it but that song she mm-hmm. was always like this is my song and, like, this is what connects me to the people, um, and she loved that song until the very end, and she sang it up until her death, so, um, I think just, obviously, The Wizard of Oz is an amazing Hollywood movie, despite Mm -hmm. all, like, the obviously terrible abuse that occurred, yeah, um, which I'm not excusing in any way, but. Yeah, it's just Judy's staple song. I love her. Mm -hmm. I love, I just love like when an old movie holds up. You know, I I can watch Wizard of Oz and still be entertained, which I just think is so crazy because it was made in like 1939. So, and that song too has transcended years and uh, decades because everyone still knows that song. Yeah. Even, I haven't even seen the movie, but I know that song. I feel like that goes for almost everybody. Yeah yeah and just her voice like there's no other voice like that and mm-hmm. i don't think there ever will be so one of a kind <sighs> i love you judy i'll see you someday we're a pro judy <laughs> podcast <laughs> we're a pro judy pro julie pro jamie lee curtis yeah the Those three are like my three moms yeah Th- that's a Grandma, solid set of Mom, moms. sister who's your sister jamie lee <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> a great sister you saw knives out right Oh hell yeah, I did. Um, oh, this was a fun episode. Yeah, and it really I it was hard to narrow down. I think the so- the songs was the hardest thing yeah. to narrow down because there's so many great standout songs from films. Yeah, and music is just so important to them. Yeah, I feel like a we're a little biased because some of the stuff like definitely caters to our generation and the soundtracks especially that we've been like uh, exposed to. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, let I mean if you want to let us know. What, we might be forgetting something i do feel like a lot of the stuff you brought up i was like oh yeah duh, like that's an amazing soundtrack um that i consistently listen to Mm -hmm. so shrek that i would not have thought about that but that 100 percent is one of the best soundtracks if you need like if you're going on a long road trip and you need like songs to listen to that'll keep you awake shrek seriously it's a great great album Thanks for listening, guys. Brace yourself for next week's episode. We're talking about the hit movie from 2019, Us. Very excited about that one. It's going to be fun. Can't We're we. going to have a lot to, to chatty, chatty, chat, chat. Lila. Oh, thank you! Oh my God, I'm. Not <laughs> I had to end it with like a little music. Oh my you know? God, I'm not even gonna try that. We'll just leave it with Katie signing us off this fly, week. Fly, 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 fly. We're back in the studio, baby. It's been so long, so long, so. Okay, hey, oh, cut hey. it out. Hey. We I'll be your hype man. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, everybody. Bye. Bye.